Today on Chatting About College, we meet Onondaga Community College's ninth president. How did he get here? What are his priorities? And we're going to play a game, Box of Questions, to find out what he's really all about. It's all coming up next on this edition of our podcast. Well, welcome to Chatting About College, a podcast originating from Onondaga Community College in Syracuse, New York. My name is Roger Mirabito. We record our conversation in the studios of our Broadcast Media Communications degree program. It's located in the Whitney Applied Technology Center on our campus. Our guest is Dr. Warren Hilton. He's Onondaga Community College's new president. Dr. Hilton, welcome. Hey, happy to be here, Roger, and thanks for having me. It's great to have you here. So let's tell our listeners a little about you. You're a Philly guy. Yes. So, you know, growing up in Philly, uh, you know, in the 70s was a wonderful time. Uh, I was very fortunate to have both my mother and father in the home. I have a brother who's seven years older than me. Um, so I got to see a good example of, you know, what it was supposed to be like, Um my brother and I were very into sports, so uh, he was a big baseball player. Um, I was more into basketball and football, um, and so we spent a lot of time, you know, outside playing sports, hanging out, and just having fun. Hmm. Um, and of course, back then you didn't have cable TV and things like that, so uh, you just you went outside and you you hung out with your friends and you had fun. For people who haven't seen you in person, you're a big guy. I was wondering if athletics was a part of your past. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So being, you know, almost 6'3", 260 pounds, um, and, uh, you know, I, I grew very fast. So uh, I, was, I was the same height as I am now in ninth grade. So um, it, was, it was, you know, basketball was my first love because I was tall for my age and, uh when I realized that I wasn't growing anymore and uh, being a power forward in, in college or any, any – for quite frankly, I mean, 6'3 six, six, is kind of small even for power forward in high school. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I switched over to football, uh, fell in love with the, the game and uh, went on to be an all-city player and get recruited for colleges but decided just not to play in college and uh, – you know, so athletics was always a big part of our life and, you know, how we, you know, interacted, how we learned how to communicate, work as a team and, and all of that, you know, definitely. You have a very engaging personality. I've seen you walk into rooms where you don't know hardly anyone in there and you go right up to them and introduce yourself and ask them who they are and what they do. I'm wondering where you get that skill from. Yeah, that's a um, that's a very good question. Um, I, I think maybe you know my upbringing from my parents was you know you you always treated people with respect and kindness. Uh, you tried to get to know people for who they are. Um, you never judge a book by its cover. You know you you want to make sure you get to know people. And so I think you know because of that upbringing, um, I've always wanted to get to know people, learn people give people the benefit of the doubt um, and, you know, kind of learn their backgrounds because I think we have a, a lot that we can learn from each other. Um, and I think that's a part of what makes the world go round is, is meeting new people, learning new things, hearing new ideas. And, you know, I just enjoy people. Um, and, you know, I have a great love and, and admiration for, for people. Certainly here at OCC, uh, we have a lot of inspirational stories amongst our faculty, 
our staff and our students and uh, hearing those stories, um, you know, is, is what, you know, brightens our day. And then the last thing I'll say about that is, um, you know, I've had a number of experiences in my life where I've heard testimonials or testimonies, if you will, of people who were, you know, kind of down and out and, you know, they said, you know, if it wasn't for this person, whoever the person was saying hi to me or smiling at me or asking me how I was doing and genuinely caring about me, I wouldn't be where I'm at. So I always keep that in the back of my mind when I see people. You never know what people are going through. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, always treating people, you know, as much as possible with respect and kindness and learning who they are and having a conversation. You never know. You might you might be changing somebody's life just by smiling and having saying hello and getting to know them. So true. Yeah. You have an extensive career in higher ed. I'm wondering when you started thinking of yourself as possibly being a college president someday. There was a period of time right around 2009, 2010, uh, where I had four people come to me um, in separate occasions and say, you know, Warren, you'd be a good college president. Really? Um, and I and I actually laughed at all of them, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. told uh, the ones that I was close to, I was like, you know, you're crazy and never in a million <laughs> years am I going to be a college president. Um, and it really was because I didn't know what the job was all about and I didn't know what it entailed. Um, and they were right. Um, once I learned about, you know, kind of what the job meant and how you could have impact and, and help uh, people, young people. Um, older people, everybody, you know, who, whether they're looking for education, you know, in terms of a degree, um, whether they're in high school and looking to gain college credit or whether they're 50, 60 years old and, you know, looking for some additional skills and training, credit, non-credit, um, and just understanding the impact that you can have uh, on people's lives. And that's always been my desire is to, you know, help people. Uh, achieve their dreams. Mm. Um, and so that's one of the beauties, I think, of being a college president is you can help, um, whether it be making policy, whether it be interacting with people, fundraising, um, working with students, being around students and faculty and staff, you really can have a, a great impact um, on people's lives and in the lives of, you know, a community. So, that's kind of the journey um, yeah, to college yeah. president, um, mm-hmm. and I've had a lot of great mentors over my time who have poured into me, um, given me the expertise, skills, and opportunities um, and experiences to prepare myself to to be a college president. When did Onondaga Community College get on your radar, and what really attracted you to this place? For me, I was looking for a community college that was really student-focused. Um, and I know that sounds, you know, weird. Uh, you know, shouldn't all colleges be sure. student focused? Um, uh, but I really felt, after you know, looking at the website and talking to some folks, that the student focus was really here. When the search firm kind of reached out to me and I, I did the research, it was it was just the perfect place, in my opinion, for me. Um, some place that, like I said, was student focused, but was tied to the community. Um, was, you know, had residence halls. So there was a residential component, um, had the non-credit training that we know is so critically, um, you know, important to workforce development. 
you know, certainly um, the type of uh, program array that, you know, we have here at OCC is is impressive. Um, a good mix of, uh, you know, kind of the technical skill uh, trades and, you know, some people might call them natural sciences, mm-hmm. um, but also the liberal arts as well. So um, the great athletic facilities um, and really, you know, can be a center for the community. Um, and so that was, you know, when I fell in love with the place and, uh, you know, it's a dream come true for me to work at such a great institution. You're following a, a wonderful person, Dr. Casey Crable. She was a college president for more than 25 years in four different states. Her knowledge and her wisdom are amazing. I'm wondering what your relationship was like with her during this transition. I, I must say, uh, Dr. Crable, uh, unbelievable person, unbelievable educator. Um, she has been great. Um, she has, you know, communicated all throughout the process, um, provided great support, um, you know, and wisdom and insight and uh, has even agreed to to allow me to, to reach out to her uh, in retirement if need be. Um, but, you know, you, you can't find um, great leadership everywhere. And I think OCC has been blessed under Dr. Uh, Crable to have uh, such a great leader, someone who was forward thinking, student focused, and really cares about the institution, its faculty and its staff. Yeah. You've done a great job answering my questions, but now we have some critical ones. Okay. We're going to play a game <laughs> with you. It's called, I like it. It's called Box of Questions. Yes. It's in honor of our Box of Books program, Ah. which gives students predictable costs for textbooks and technology. So we have a box here. Yes. It says Barnes & Noble College. This is what students' textbooks and technology comes in. ready here. Inside it, we have probing (laughs) questions, and we're going to get some big answers. So we pull these out randomly, and this is where we find out the real stuff about you. Are you ready? I'm very ready, yes. (laughs) All right. First question. Your favorite Philadelphia sports team? It has to be the Sixers, mm. Philadelphia Sixers. I'm a basketball fan. Did you grow up in the Dr. J era or who, who was the big? I very much did. Dr. Yeah. J, uh, Maurice Cheeks, mm. uh, Moses Malone, the, 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 the year they won the championship. Yeah. Um, I, I, I was right there, went to the Spectrum several times, and then, of course, moved into the Charles Barkley era. And, of course, AI, um, you know, one of the, you know, Biggest icons besides Dr. J in, in uh, Sixers history. Um, and, of course, to the current day, trusting the process. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, they've had some yeah. amazing players as you go through and name them. Absolutely, yeah. Huh. Andrew Tony is one that people often forget. Uh, probably would have had – probably would have, been, would have been in the Hall of Fame uh, if it wasn't for the leg injuries. So, mm-hmm. yeah. The Boston Strangler. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, next question. Your first job. Wow. First job was, um, well, can, I'm going to give you two. Okay. I'm going to give you my first legal job <laughs> and um, my first, uh, so I joke all the time, um, you know, my dad, uh, you know, was, we were very fortunate. Like I said earlier, you know, I grew up with my mom and dad in the home. Um, my dad worked for the federal government hmm. um, for all, all of my life. Um but uh, b- 
because, you know, you know, things being what they were as blue collar workers, that was not enough money to necessarily sustain the family and do all the things you want to do with your family, have vacations and such. They sent us to Catholic school, which costs money. And so my dad um, had what young people call today a side hustle. Hmm. Um, so he was a landscaper. Um, and so in Philadelphia, um, there's an area called the Main Line, which is pretty wealthy. Um, and so he got a couple apartment buildings where the uh, the property managers and owners would contract with him, so to speak. Um, a couple dentist office, doctor's offices and things. And so he would do that on the side. And so my brother and I were his were employees. Mm -hmm. uh, we got paid with lunch. <laughs> um, so it wasn't, you know, my first legal job, but it taught me a lot about, you know, you know, working hard to support your family. Um, honest days, you know, work is worth an honest days pay. Now, my first legal job um, <laughs> when I uh, turned, because in, in Philadelphia, you when you turn 15, you could get your working papers um, and work. And that was a busboy at International House of Pancakes. Really? Uh, and that was one of my favorite jobs because um, it didn't require a whole lot of thought. Um, that's not why it was my favorite job. But I got to eat for free on my shift. Um, and so, and every now and then, um, the cooks, uh, at the time, if there was something that was kind of borderline getting ready to expire, um, and they couldn't use it, they mm -hmm. would say, Hey, you know, do you want this? And so I can remember a few times where the T-bone steak and shrimp, oh. um, you know, was an option for us. Um, yeah. and, uh, so I, yeah, I really enjoyed that job. And again, taught you how to work hard. Uh, how to interact with people. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so it was great. Yeah, Awesome. Next question. Cat or dog? We have a dog. A uh, dog named Leo, who's a Cavachon. He's about 18, 19 pounds. Uh, very friendly. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we, 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 we've always had a dog. Yeah. How'd you come up? I should up? say we've always. We've never had a cat. We've only had a dog. Gotcha. So I'll put it that way. Yeah. Uh, any story behind the name Leo? Um, not really. That's that was the name that he had when mm, okay. you know my wife and daughter actually went out. Um, funny story. Um, uh, they went out. Um, I was having a birthday party. Uh, my birthday's in November, and so right around Thanksgiving, um, I actually was preparing for this after Thanksgiving birthday party that we were having. So I was out getting the food and doing all kinds of stuff. And then I came home. My wife called me. She's like, hey, we went out to look for a dog. And I was like, are you kidding? <laughs> uh, and they brought him home. And he's been a part of our family ever since. So, yeah. Awesome. Next question. The first song or album that you ever bought. Ooh, wow. Um. You, wow, I, I didn't know if you were back. old enough to have ever bought a single or if you oh, were. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, I've, okay. had, I've had the, four, the old 45s. Yeah, um, yeah. Yes, yeah. and I'm trying to think. It would have probably been, <laughs> ooh, that I was able to buy. And yeah. That's the key question because we had a lot of albums. I Oh, I know what it was. It was the Sugar Hill Gang Rapper's oh, Delight. Nice. That was the first one that I was able to take my allowance 
And I went to a record store in Philadelphia, Sound of Germantown. I can remember that. And my mom took me and my brother there, and we, we got Rapper's Delight. Yeah, Nice. Next question is also music-related. Okay. If you could go to a concert to see any band or performer, whether they're still touring or someone from the past, who would it be? Wow. That's another good question. Um I would probably offer, ooh, so many. I, I like Frankie Beverly and Mays. Um, wow. Anita Baker. Hmm. Wow, I can think of a few. The Jacksons. Okay. All Certainly. Right. That's probably the one. The, the Jackson 5 in their younger days. Yeah. That would probably be the one. That'd be me. amazing. Yeah. 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 Next question. Your favorite kind of takeout food? And I know you haven't been here long enough to pick a, a central New York place, but. Yeah. Um, is, is pizza considered takeout? Sure it All is. Right. So yeah. I, would, I would say that's probably my favorite go-to okay. is uh, pizza with maybe second. I'd probably go with Mediterranean food. All right. Falafel, shawarma, mm. things like that. Yeah. I'm yeah. hungry. Thank yeah. you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Your first car. First car, um, it was a, a Dodge Shadow, 1992 Dodge Shadow, um, and it was a great car. It was a four-cylinder car, great on gas, um, had a big trunk. So when I went off to college, uh, I actually got it when I was in college, in fact, uh, so you could like bring your whole residence hall room home mm -hmm. in that car. Um, yeah, and I drove it, um, I think it had probably about 130,000 miles on it when, when I sold it. Yeah. I always love hearing about people's first car because no matter how good or how bad it may have been, they just have wonderful memories of it. Absolutely. Yeah. I was very fortunate in that, um, my parents, again, I told you, you know, we didn't have a lot of money, but my parents were partly because of my dad's side hustle. Sure. Uh, my parents were able to cobble together some money for my brother and I for college. Um, and by the time I went to college, uh, they had the equivalent of probably one year's room and board and tuition. Uh, I was very fortunate that I got a full tuition scholarship and um, only needed to cover room and board. Um, and so the money that was left um, – after my first year of college, uh, and, and I should back up, during my first year of college, I interviewed to be an RA, a resident assistant, which back then at the university I was at came with free room and board. Mm. So now when I got hired for that going into my sophomore year, uh, my tuition was covered by a scholarship. My room and board was covered by being an RA. Uh, I went to my father and said, uh, as all Young people would say, Father, um, <laughs> good father, uh, that money you have in the bank, uh, I no longer need it for college. W would there be an opportunity for a vehicle? Um, and he said, yeah, absolutely. So he was gracious enough that he took the money, put the down payment on the car. And for the whole time I was in college, he, he paid the monthly payment. Um, he probably, if he was here in, in this podcast, would be able to tell you exactly the amount that he paid every month. But mm -hmm. I think it was something like 
ninety dollars a month right, um, right. is what what he ended up paying, and he paid the car insurance until I graduated, and then I took it over from there. So yeah. Our final question for you. Okay. Your favorite caffeinated beverage. You know, I don't I don't drink caffeinated oh, beverages okay. on a regular basis. And every now and then I'll have uh some tea. Um so if I had to pick one, it would be Southern Sweet Tea. Hmm. That's what it would be. Southern sweet iced tea. But uh I normally um I normally drink water, maybe a ginger ale every now and then. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, I think if it was if I had to choose um, one, it would be a Southern sweet tea. Well, Dr. Warren Hilton, we thank you for your time and wish you a lot of luck. It's got some fun times ahead of us. Thank you. I'm looking forward to working with everybody here at OCC and in Onondaga Community College and New York State. And thank you also to our broadcast media communications degree program for use of their studios here on campus. And thanks to you for listening. I'm Roger Mirabito, hoping you've enjoyed chatting about college. You can find future and older episodes at places like iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find pretty good podcasts.